I swear. Wrestling Podcast. I just need to let you know legally that we are recording now. Okay, <laughs> okay. thank you. You're being recorded. Okay, you ready? Yeah. That could be the open to the show. Okay, well, that's, that's no. the open then. Well, that's the open. Okay, we're let's done. go. We're, we're live, All we're right. rolling. Hello, everyone. So, welcome back to the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. This is gonna. This is a weird one, because I can't see... It's uh, it's Andy Quilden, obviously, as always, joined by Andy Boy Simmons, but... Um, I can't see your face, Andy. So I know I we are talking. I can't see you playing at your phone. We're talking on the phone, aren't we? So yeah, we're, we're talking on the phone. So <laughs> if anything, this week's episode will be more interactive than ever before because there's not the excuse of looking at the phone uh, whilst the other person's talking, is there? So. <laughs> yeah, and also it, we might tread on each other's voices a bit more because normally you can um, <clears throat> you can read someone else, can't you? Do you know what I mean? You can read them when they yeah, when they want to say something like or make contact. a point. Um, but yeah. we can't do that this week because I'm no. I'm in Spain, so yeah. yeah. Um, so how is Spain? Uh, Spain's cold, actually. I'm not really in Spain, everyone. I'm in Sapporo, which I believe is how you say it. Sapporo, Sapporo. I always thought it's Sapporo. Maybe it's Sapporo. Who knows? Well, it's, it's, a, it's an O on the end. And when I first yeah. heard of Sapporo, it was um, we we were joking about it or talking about it a month or so ago about the Rapungi 3K song. When yeah. Rocky Romero sings the lyrics, um, hotter than a Tokyo summer, co- colder than the win- Sapporo winter. And I was like, oh, and Sapporo. Now, and okay. now, you're, now you're experiencing that winter. Sapporo, yeah, I am. And it's freezing. It's absolutely freezing. I've got I've got a vest on, I've got a t-shirt on, I've got a, a big hoodie on, I had a jacket, scarf, gloves and woolly hat. So, and just a pair of trousers. So my legs were freezing, but my, my upper body was warm. So, so um, yeah. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because normally, like, even in the coldest of cold weather, you, you wear, like, little tiny shorts and a vest, don't you? So yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it must be hard for you. Uh, it is. Kind of going I, I, I don't know. Winter mode. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the, the temperature is, but it's, uh, it's got to be, it's got to be minus. There's such snow everywhere. So instead of um, sort of ploughing the snow away, this is what Kevin Kelly said to me. He said, they don't plough the snow away. They kind of just, like, I don't know if they, well, they must plow some of it away, but they kind of just drive over it. So the roads, the majority of the roads are still covered in snow. There's on the side of the roads, I'll, I'll, I'll take some pictures, um, uh, on the side of the roads so where the pavement is. Uh, so let me think how to word this. So the pavement, next to the pavement, you sometimes get like a grassy area. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a and side, on that grass, like, it, not a sidewalk, is it? But you, you know, yeah. yeah, it's kind of where like you know, like the telephone poles or not telephone poles, dogs, like the, the, the street lights. Yeah, 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 and where the street lights are, that kind of thing. So on that thing, there's like piles of snow about two feet high. So um, yeah, but on the pavement, it's just sort of snow on the ground. So you walk on snow, you're slipping up. Uh, I nearly fell over three times. To put it that to perspective, in about a ten minute walk. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so that's where I am today. We just went out for a McDonald's, you know, the very Japanese food of McDonald's, uh, and had a hamburger, cheeseburger. In I fact. knew you. Was, I knew you'd be eating McDonald's. So basically, I like. Um, well, we can get into this uh, all over the shop. So I, I think maybe we'll come yeah. back to. We'll, maybe we'll come back to because obviously the the topic of today's uh, story, today's story, today's podcast, I feel should be Andy Boy Simmons lost in Japan. Like, uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, 
because um, I and I did these, get lost. I did get and, lost the first day. And 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 I have all these images, all these visions of you walking around in a fluorescent top, just being lost. And I, I'd like to, I'd like to get the four one one on, uh, you know, how you're getting on and how you're surviving okay. in the culture and uh, and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. Um, as well as obviously hearing about some cracking wrestling um, and yeah. uh, and how and how you're adapting to that. So that's what I think. I would like to talk about. Um, okay. Well, I think that's that's the topic of this week's episode. I believe, right? I agree. We've, yeah. we've not. Okay. I mean, and it's going to be very. You're going to be out of your comfort zone because normally when it's a when we're carrying an Andy Boy Simmons topic, it's normally either you holding a massive grudge against someone or <laughs> 1990s WWF. So yeah, we're going to struggle. Uh, yeah, but no, we'll be fine. I'm I'm very educated now. Okay, so it's 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 great. So um, yeah. So we're, so we're going to get into that. Um, okay. I mean, you should probably ask me what I've been up to, but don't you don't have it's, to. I mean, no, I won't then. <laughs> Go on. I what mean, have you been doing? How was um, Saturday? Portsmouth School of Wrestling spectacular in Mount Batten Centre in Portsmouth. That's right. Yeah, Saturday. Also oh, on Friday. So I've, I've had a quite a busy one actually, Andy, because obviously I came back from holiday on Wednesday, yep. Thursday. Mm-hmm. When did I come back from holiday? Thursday. Thursday. Thursday thursday on friday daytime we recorded the podcast um yes and then on friday night i did a referee training seminar at the portsmouth school of wrestling which actually went really well um okay it was a sold out sold out seminar we've got another one on february 22nd for there's so much demand we've added a, a second one um so that was that was really fun and i actually really enjoyed it like um and uh i think what if <laughs> this is one thing i emphasized a lot in this um in this seminar was the importance of having a real referee in the, you know, in the, you know, like I, I, I explained how many times you've just got someone who throws on a referee shirt and isn't a real wrestling referee and, uh, and they wind up with no formal, refereeing the no show. formal coaching. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and I think my point was illustrated perfectly the next day at the Mountbatten Centre. <laughs> okay. So, um, Who did referee? Uh, so we had Harry Milligan. On, yep. As a referee, who's who's not too bad. He's, he's been doing it for a little while. We had Aaron as well. He did a match. Um, oh yeah, okay. How did he get on? Um, really well. He got he got on, yeah. And uh, yeah. And 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 Harry at one point for a rumble, where like Harry was stood in the ring, and uh, I think he might just actually be standing in this ring this whole like thinking he's going to stand in the ring during the rumble. I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> oh, we were ready, get yeah. out the ring. Get out the ring. <laughs> Got out of the ring. <laughs> it's just not but, safe. It's not safe. Right? It's not safe, especially with thirty individuals. You know, thirty of the hottest hitters in in Revolution Pro Wrestling. Um, so, uh, so yeah, but it was actually it was a good show. It was like everyone who was there had a great time. Um, yeah, got a chance to see some of the the future stars of professional wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. There were some particular some particular highlights for me, such as Dirty Dave Dennis doing a floss. That was a. Oh, did he? Uh, really <laughs> did good. he really do that? Yeah. Cool. He did it really well as well. It was, it was good. That was probably that was probably in fact my high point of the whole rumble. Okay. It really made me. And laugh. I always tell you, um, I always remind you how much I like Dirty Dave Dennis. See, there's potential there. Yeah. Um, we had the the in ring debut of the specialist Craig Stewart. That was good. Right. Okay. Was that his name? Was um, it? Uh, yeah. So uh, he had a very strong show in for about forty five seconds, and then got tired. Yeah, I've seen the I've seen the video on somebody's phone actually. Cardio is very important. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very important. The kid's got Mm -hmm. potential if he hits the gym, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. And uh, we, 
yeah, just every like everyone, everyone put in a good show in, in Johnny and Jody. And uh, yeah, John, like so, there was a fantastic little tag match earlier on, and this is something that um again, like I'm not, I'm not uh, lecturing anyone, but um, but something that Johnny and Jody they they read the crowd really well, as you'd expect for veterans of the the squared circle, um, and uh, and their max with max with HXC was a perfect blend of a of styles of wrestling and uh yeah and it, it tore the house down and i think it was a uh, yeah you just uh you know uh, it reiterates time and time again that you can't teach experience you know um right and uh and those you know those instincts that you develop just from being experienced and by experienced i'm not talking about you've been wrestling for 18 years you know you're an 18 year pro who's had five matches in those 18 years you know i'm talking about yeah, yeah. you know full-time pros um so uh so yeah, so that was a that was real good, real real fun show. Um, like I say, like it was a, um, it was just a a good time, you know, just a nice mm-hmm. a nice show, a real nice show. Cool. Um, and then uh, the following day, we were in um, Bristol for our first show in Bristol. Um, now this show, I call this show the cursed show, I think. So I got home from the Mountbatten Centre. I actually got home quite late because. Uh, I've been saying like, oh, I'd like these shows to be earlier because that's my new thing. I like to get to bed early. So uh, the Bristol show had a bell time of 4.30 p.m. So that was good. Okay. I actually, I think I got home earlier from Bristol than I did from the Mountbatten Centre. Right? <laughs> uh, so, um, but the, uh, uh, when I was talking to the kids about, I was like, oh, do you think we should have some earlier shows? They're like, no, nah, it's a Saturday night. It's a Saturday night. They like staying up late. Well, that's that was that's how I've actually discussed this with a couple of the guys here. Um, the same thing, and I said I think the appeal of going to the wrestling on a Saturday night is it's it's a late late night. Late night. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I can see that, but uh, yeah, but I'm still selfishly going to put my shows early. So. Well, yeah, I'm sure Sunday Sunday afternoons is fine, but I think yeah. you're doing a Saturday is going to be my my Saturday shows are going to be early as well. So. Oh, are they? <laughs> okay <laughs> we've all got we've all got homes to get to haven't we so sure um but yeah i do i do get the attraction of the saturday night out um i do but uh but unfortunately where i'm getting old i'm not getting so much getting the attraction of nights out full stop so um yeah it's a hard one um, you're gonna be one of these promoters soon that just promotes the show but doesn't go anymore aren't you you're gonna maybe. send mal mason with the envelopes yeah maybe maybe <laughs> well we do bank transfer now so no no need for an extra wage there is there we just, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We just have, enough, whoever's, yeah. whoever's the champion is in charge. So Zack mm-hmm. Sabre will be in charge. And then in, yeah. in, in his absence, it will be David Starr. And then in okay. his, his absence, it will be Zoe Lucas. So, okay. Yeah. And in their yeah. absence, it will be Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. And then. Well, he's a tag team champion, absence, isn't he? And then, and then we go down the rankings. So, like, it'll be yeah. the number one contenders will, will mm-hmm. then be, you know, we'll work it out anyway. But that, that seems like a good, a good solution to my woes. Um, but anyway, uh, I get home late from the Mountbatten Centre. I go to bed. Uh, I'm probably asleep by about 1am. I wake up about 5am. You know, that's what us dads do, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. wake up about time. Look Baby's crying. Phone. Don't worry, darling. I'll get the milk. Oh, he wasn't crying. I just wake up at that time naturally. Oh, I thought you said dads. Yeah, yeah. But like, so basically, so I've got a body clock. But if, for example, um, I get up at 9am every day, I just naturally wake up at 9am every day. So work out, obviously young, like uh, Mm -hmm. I will wake up and 
I will, so I've been waking up at that time for, you know, the first few weeks of his life or a few months of his life or whatever. That's the time I wake up now. That's my wake up time. Um, and sometimes I can okay. condition myself to get back to sleep. But, uh, but the mistake is if you look at your phone and stuff's going down, then uh, you, you can't get back to sleep and you're done for. So, uh, well, yes, so I, well, I think it's all becoming a natural human instinct. Well, not natural human instinct. If you're, if you're, if you, if your life is on your phone, the moment you wake yeah. up, the first thing is, "Where's my phone? I need to." And because of, I so need because to see how many that, notifications I've got. Yeah. So because of that, some people sleep with a phone outside their rooms. So yeah. that that might not be a bad shout for me. But then sure. I think if I sleep with my phone outside my room, then there becomes an issue of what if someone needs to get hold of me. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, it's quite hard, isn't it? Um, so uh, anyway, um, I looked at my phone and I had a message from you saying that not you, the wrestler, the female wrestler, you saying that she had suffered a concussion um, the previous night and had been told she wasn't allowed to wrestle. Okay. I have a message from Will Osprey saying that. <laughs> He had a broken toe um, and couldn't wrestle. And uh, yeah, and uh, then I also had a message from Chris Brooks saying that it would be better for him to work a, uh, a multi-man match because of a niggling injury from the previous week. Um, okay. So, uh, so all of these things had happened and I was just like, oh my God, I'm just not going to have a card here. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So... Um, but that's the kind of things that, you know, it always happens to me, but like, you know, it's always that, uh, you know, stuff just has to change and evolve. And then obviously, um, I personally, I, you know, I'm not one of these people who we turn up at the show and say, oh, by the way, Will Ospreay's not here or he was there. But, you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying, uh, uh, you know, um, I, I, if they're not wrestling and they've been advertised as wrestling, I let people know as soon as possible. So, um, so as a result of that, um, I obviously posted on the internet to let people know. Um, most people will understand it. Were understanding. Um, a couple of people were like, "Well, we should get refunds," but obviously, it's very hard in that situation, isn't it? So, um, as I kind of explained, um, I don't know what, what what your viewpoint might be on this, but um, you know, like we kind of let people know at the earliest situation possible when there's an exceptional circumstance. Obviously. Um, we will offer refunds. So, for example, we've we've sold out your call show based upon Pack versus Osprey. So, if for any reason yeah. that match doesn't happen, then I think the prudent thing to do would be to offer refunds, right? But like, um, well, yeah, of course, you know, yeah, yeah. But you know, with cards subject to change, it's a morning of the event. You know, there's not there's nothing more we can do. You know, and and, and ultimately, when you buy a ticket for a show, again, when I say there's a difference like so for pack versus osprey the show was advertised as essentially pack versus osprey um whereas uh you know this show was advertised as revolution pro wrestling live in bristol so you're still getting your revolution pro wrestling show so you know so yeah i'm, I'm trying to think of, of like an my... analogy like obviously obviously if rihanna's not at a rihanna concert you'd get a refund but yeah, if david but beckham's if... injured to see man united is this a good analogy? Well, Maybe a, not. I don't well, know. It's a very it's a very dated analogy. So well, no, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, but you still got yeah. to see Man United, and you still support the team. So, yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's kind of but that is the right analogy, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, so yeah. So essentially, but, that 
it's just and, and to me like i mean i was getting i got one message which was like um and again i know I, i'm fully aware i take everything very personally i'm fully aware that i um but i think that's one of the beauty like so one of the things with independent professional wrestling is that it's, it's very much a what i believe we're building one fan at a time day by day so obviously um uh, that means that every fan's opinion is absolutely valid to me. And we've discussed many yeah. times in the past about, you know, there's there's, stu- there's such thing, there's haters who you're never going to be able to, you know, we can have a discussion back and forth and you can have an opinion, I can have an opinion, they can be different opinions, but we both respect one another's opinion, even though they're different opinions. But then there's other people who um, have an opinion and if, it, if you don't share their opinion, then they're not on board with you you know they're not prepared to listen to logic they're not prepared to listen to your argument um you know it's just black and white to them you know um so it's about being able to differentiate those people from each other but then i was getting messages saying like oh i got one message being like you know so are you not going to reply to my message about a refund when i was typing the message in reply but okay i'd already left my house and i was on the way to the show do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it becomes yeah it becomes it becomes very hard you know um and it's almost like a but again like i say that's one of the beauties of it but that's also one of the hardest things about it because i love more than anything being able to have that personal relationship with with fans and you know being able to answer fans personally and i I hope that one day we get to that the stage where i'm like i can't physically do that anymore because there's so many thousands of fans but you know at the moment you need a department yeah um yeah that's one of the biggest pros but it's also one of the biggest cons so it can be hard especially I feel like I put a lot of unnecessary pressure on myself and what I need, I think what I need to learn is that execution is always a lot better. Like it's never as bad in your, the actual execution of it is never as big a disaster in your head as you think it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was thinking like, Oh, they, you know, they come like, you know, so two of the two, like two of the advertised matches aren't happening now. So that's not a good start for your first show in that town, you know. So this is going to be a disaster. But obviously, it wasn't at all. Everyone who went had a great time. There was a few TV issues at the venue. The venue was freezing cold. It was uh, we'd obviously never been to it before um, or run a show there before. So like, weren't anticipating how cold it was. So that wasn't uh, that wasn't the best. In contrast to the boiling hot London cockpit, uh, but like it was freezing cold. Um, so uh, and also there was a. Um, an overuse of smoke, an over-reliance on the old smoke machine. So I don't know if you've seen any pictures from the show. but uh, I've seen a few, yeah, yeah. It looked very, very smoky. Yeah. yeah. And uh, um, and also there was an issue with the sound as well. The guy was like, uh, oh, plug my thing into your computer. That's going to be that's gonna be the easiest way of doing this. And I was like, oh, normally we just use a headphone jack. And he's like, no, no, do this, do this. I've got the exact same computer. It'll just plug straight in. Of course, second match in, the sound goes, and he's like oh, scrambling no. around to get the... Um, you know, the standard headphone jack, which we traditionally use everywhere we go. And from that point on, there was no issue. But, you know, this is funny. You always get these. It doesn't matter what venue. It doesn't matter how many shows you run. There's always some kind of teething issue when you go to a new venue. Um, so, like, it's like I remember, like, the Strong Style Evolved UK shows. I was like, this. it was all going too smoothly until we plugged the video screens into the laptop and realized that um, they didn't work with the new Mac. Like what? What? Like you know, this guy is obviously operated. It's a professional company, obviously providing the video screen. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. I've got a new Mac, which we've, which we play the videos on, and that new Mac didn't work with that video screen for whatever reason. Okay. Um. So then we're like, that was a pleasant surprise to, for you. Yeah. So we're sending people. We're sending people to Argos to get the, the, uh, 
a different cable and that doesn't work and then we wound up one of the other tech team had another computer we used and then we're converting all the videos like as you know we're moments before doors are open and we're converting all the videos and getting those ready you know and it's but like so it does so invariably it doesn't matter how smooth it's going there's you know you can never count your chickens before they've hatched so you always get those teething problems with venues but it's a positive debut um at that venue um we're going to go back um and hopefully we'll grow a, a good crowd there um hopefully sure. next time you can be there as well you were sorely missed well who did you who did you do the commentary with i did it with dan barnes at the the weekend um which That's is right. i mean it's a i mean it's a struggle with dan at the best of times isn't it so <laughs> i'm joking dan i know i know you're an avid listener to the podcast so you know mm. we're just uh just ribbing you you know busting balls old-fashioned old-fashioned ribbing right um so um so yeah, that was my weekend. We did that. We did that. Uh, yeah, those two shows, referee training seminar, productive, very productive. Yeah, um, yeah. And so remind yeah. everyone, remind everyone at home, Andy, when the next one, next referee uh, seminar is going to be. February twenty second is the next February one. February twenty second. So what was there like three few spaces left probably? Um, so I believe there's about four. Is it four or five left? Um, pending people's payments. So. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's only twenty pounds, ten pound deposit to confirm your place, um, and we do have a quite a good little strategy to move on from here as well. So um, so hopefully mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of potential there as well. So hopefully those people will then um, you know will continue their journey. Um, I can't emphasise enough how important I feel it is to have properly trained referees. So hopefully, and a lot of the properly trained referees weren't even properly trained. So like a lot of the full you know the full time referees on the circuit at the moment, they kind of fell yeah. into refereeing. And have kind of mm-hmm. learned on the job, so I think it's very important that we, you know, t- properly teach people. You know, sure. Um, well, is is and... what I think is a like valuable tool um, is I think with the holiday camps I run from the real shows you run, I think we probably between us we must do at least I don't know, the top of my head, 90, 80, 90 shows a year. Would you think? So uh, at that's... least more than that, easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We well, obviously run far more shows than, than I do, but I was doing my counts last week and I was like. Christ, I did like 26 camp shows last year. So that's 26 referees that I'm going to need next year. And, you know, yeah. all the, the, the stuff that you're doing as well. So there you go. It's not like we're just like, oh, come learn to be a referee. And there's no opportunity for you to actually be a yeah, referee. So you, you know, you look at it like we probably do. So maybe, say, eight trainee shows. Maybe, yeah. be, uh, you know, like I, I think we've got 13, six this year. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, I have 13 camp shows. And then, you know, a countless number of... Uh, of pro shows so like a mm-hmm. you know and then add the add on to that then you know the shows you do as well and then there, you know there's a yeah there's a lot of shows going on so a lot of opportunities to get for people to get experience and i think that's again that's what um is is lacking is experience and you can only get good at something by doing more of it so mm-hmm. um, you know it's a, it's a real excellent opportunity so hopefully hopefully people take it up and follow you know follow the path and are patient i think patience is a a big key in 2019 but like we're a new generation now we want it yesterday so mm-hmm. and it, it, what I thought, soon probably what we'll, I thought was we'll be able God. to have it As, yeah you know yeah, what i thought we'll, was cool from... <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> go back to that thing yeah yeah you can be a referee before having any coaching um yeah. The, yeah i thought it was cool someone came from finland to do yeah. it was it finland i think yeah finland yeah that's right yeah far and wide we had some 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 guys from up north of as well it probably took them longer to get there than the guy from finland so, yeah probably uh, did yeah 
Yeah. Um, okay. But like a, but yeah, so it's a good, good, successful weekend. So, um, so before we move on, Andy, mm-hmm. you know, you may be in another country, but that doesn't get you away from. Oh, I, I know what's coming. It's uh, just so you know, it's just twenty-five to eleven now, so it's way past my bedtime. You're all right, though. You're jet lagged, right? Oh no, no, I'm not. I'm not suggesting. Uh, but yeah, because it's fine because you, I'm sleeping during the day. <laughs> no, 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 I'm it's joking. Just... But uh, I'm having. I'm getting two hours sleep a night. I'm kind of like dozing on the bus, or I'm dozing. So, yeah, wherever so I can at the moment. On? So like, so uh, we're getting to that in a second. We're getting to your sleep. Okay, yeah, in right. A second. right. Yeah. That's the first thing we'll talk about. I'll write it down. I'll write sleep. That's the first thing that we will talk about. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, we've got to do it, haven't we? So it's going to be Andy and Andy's 30-week wrestling challenge. Did that translate across the phone? Yeah, yeah, I heard it perfectly. It was marvellous. Well done. It's getting okay. better every week. It's getting less annoying uh, every week, yeah. Well, you just, I think you're just getting more used to it, aren't you? <laughs> so uh, so we're on week number 14 now of the wrestling yeah. challenge. Can, can um, I just say, I know, I know this is early. I just want to make a point that when we get to week 30, and we'll be like, oh, that's sad, that's over. If anyone wants to give us suggestions, do you know what I mean? Like, what could... It doesn't have to be a 30-week wrestling challenge. We could get a question every week. Well, it's going to be hard, though, isn't it? Because we're going to then have to re- rejig the theme tune, you know? <laughs> well, so, yeah. Well, we can still call it that, week. but I mean... But, but, yeah, people might say, what was your favourite... Yeah, if we're going to talk favourites, like... Wh- who was your favourite tag team of 1995? Do you know what I mean? Like to be a bit more specific about things. so But we'll worry about that in 16 weeks' time. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, this, so, so this one, this week's is uh, week 14, your most missed wrestler. Um, okay, so we've talked about this before, but the first one that comes into mind, because it's my... So there's two generations here, right? I'll say who my most resp- missed wrestler is. And then I'll tell you who I think this generation's most misfavorite wrestler is. And my missed wrestler is Owen Hart. Okay. Was, you know, the, yeah. So I, I don't know whether we talk about, you know, wrestlers who have died or just whether wrestlers who aren't wrestling anymore. But I think, I think wrestlers how... who aren't wrestling anymore, but like died is obviously inclusive. Well, yeah, well, and... yeah, yeah. But my point is, uh, we talked about it before, how like when we were children watching WWF TV, the Hart family, it was like they welcomed you into their home. Through the TV, you know, so it's like, oh, well, here's Brett having Thanksgiving dinner with, you know, his mum and dad and his mum and dad were always quite often at ringside for his matches. And there was always that dynamic. And then when Owen Hart died, it was always kind of one of those things. Like, I think I said this on the podcast. So like as a wrestling fan, I never met him. But as a wrestling fan, you never really got over that. You know, the the circumstances around his death and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's who I miss the most. But the person who I think maybe guys who were a little bit older, though they didn't really die that far apart. I'd say a lot of guys in this coming through today would probably say Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. it's funny, right, because I, I was going to say Owen Hart as well. Um, okay. And, and, and my reasoning was probably slightly different to yours. Um, so, like, yeah. again, like, I think with the benefit of hindsight, I can look back and see what a fantastic wrestler Owen Hart was. Um, I've been, like, so I've watched a lot of his... Uh, you know, the stuff he did in, in World of Sport and the stuff he did in Japan. And you see yeah. what a fantastic wrestler he was. And for a man of his size as well, like he was just like, 
again, we we say this time and time again. In in 1990s WWF, Owen Hart was a small man, but like yeah. in 2018 W or 2019 WWE, Owen Hart yeah. would be a, a heavyweight, right? Right, um, right. So can, can I just make real quick points? So I met Chase Owens right this week. Yeah, he's a big dude. He's a big guy. Like you know, people might think, uh, he, you know, the perception might be when he stood next to Bad Luck Farley. He's not a big man, but he is he's a big, thick, you know, heavy set guy. And I think Owen Hart was probably similar. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, you put you put Chase Owens next to, um, with all the love in the world, you put him next to Dan McGee, and he's twice the size of Dan McGee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and I think and and, the, and I think the crazy thing about Owen was like he could do. He was capable of doing, um, you know, all the, you know, all the innovative high flying. He could do everything, couldn't he? Yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, and he was a great technician, and obviously a great character as well. And the storyline with Brett, um, just just wonderful stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So, so again, and and I feel like all the wrestlers that are no longer with us or no longer wrestling, I feel that he is probably the person who. I think would have gone on to the bigger things, you know, in terms of like, uh, as the industry changed, I think that it would be impossible to ignore his talent, you know, and I think right. very, yeah, very yeah, similar, yeah, you know, um, let's say, so like, I'm going to say very similar to someone like an edge, right. Who again, okay. I think edge is actually tremendously underrated and tremendously missed from professional wrestling. But, um, you know, I think that, Edge was never someone who was going to be that top guy. But when he found himself in the position, as Owen Hart would have done by default, because everyone had a go, do you know, as, as long as he stayed healthy, sure. everyone had to go. Do you know, like it wasn't like we always say, like, you know, back in the day, it was like, you know, being WWF champion was like a, you know, like massive. But now you look at guys who've held the, the championship and uh, with no disrespect to anyone, but, you know, like a, Guys like Jack Swagger, Jinder Mahal, they wouldn't have had a look in, you know, in the past, right? right. So, um, yeah, and like, and even someone like an Edge wouldn't have had a look in, but opportunity came his way, and he made the most of that opportunity. Same with like Daniel Bryan, and you know, like, yeah, yeah, they, like you said, it's like a new what, world now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I think that if Owen had stayed healthy, without a doubt, he would have been one of those guys who would have got a look in, and he would have, uh, and he would have made the most of that opportunity. And I feel that, um, you know people would be looking back on his career. I think he would have had a haul at, like, so, yes, he was tremendous in the ring, but I think, like, really, he would have had a Hall of Fame main event career in WWE, again, had he stayed healthy. Um, that's just yeah. my opinion. Obviously, right. I don't know if he would have done, but, like, I just feel mm -hmm. that, you know, the way the business changed with everyone, you know, everyone having a little go and, and people uh, having, um, you know, more of a... Uh, uh, an acceptance towards a smaller wrestler. Um, and, you know, you've got to think, you know, with, with guys like Eddie and Benoit and Malenko coming in, you've got to think Owen Hart would have mixed it up with those guys, Kurt Angle, you know, like all of those, you've got to think you'd be yeah, in the mix yeah. with those guys, you know? Um, and then like you, you think, you know, um, would Brett have come back sooner, you know? Um, and oh, I'm sure he would have done. Yeah. yeah and, I'm sure he would have uh, all those sort of things. Yeah, so, so yeah, so you, you I know so it's, it's it's all great talking ifs and buts, but yeah, I just feel that you know I think Owen Hart was probably the, obviously the most tragic of circumstances ever in professional wrestling, and also um, I feel that he's probably the the one person who had that untapped potential to 
you know, achieve the world. And he's already proven that he's more than capable of, of, of hanging with the best in that main event scenario. So, yeah, so okay. that's my answer. Cool. Oh, we can agree cool. on something. Well done. Yeah. That makes a change. Write this date down. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Japan, Andy Boy Simmons. Yes. Okay. Um, so, we, we've, we've touched briefly. So, um, for those of you who've just, like, thick and haven't, haven't got the memo, Andy's in Japan right now. <laughs> um, and he's he's commentating for New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, and obviously, uh, um, again, I, I, I mean, there's a, there's a there's a number of things I'd like to talk to you about about this, Andy. But um, uh, so so the first thing I, we we're going to get to the sleep scenario. But the first thing I guess I, I'd like to to say is, well, first of all, congratulations, um, and second of all, um, I guess um, from from your perspective, so you're someone who's always been a uh, a wrestler, right? And it wasn't yeah. until, um, so, you know, a kid, a young kid put you, you know, a, you, with a vision, put you in as a, uh, as a commentator. He gave me um, a shot. Time, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you did, you kind of did well at the commentary. Um, and it's something that you kind of uh, continue to do. Um, sometimes you put more effort in than other times. Um, but when you put effort in and, uh, I think it can't be denied that you're you're very very good at your at your job, and obviously you're not okay. everyone's cup of tea. As, as no one is, you know, you know, like there's never yeah, you're not going to please um, everyone. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and your style is very uh, it's very much a wrestling we grew up on, right? Um, yes, and uh, and and people unfamiliar with that wrestling may not enjoy it as much. Um, right. So, um, but um, from your perspective, because I guess this is this is for you, because we always we talk all the time, say so like. In wrestling, we're just looking for validation that this thing we've been doing for so long finally pays off. Right? Yeah. So yeah. So for you, um, I guess like a, you know, it was first of all your cameos on you know your WWE main events or Velocity or whatever you did, um, mm-hmm. and then that was kind of almost your validation. Then and then it becomes Monday Night Raw, and then and now obviously you've got this. Yeah. And then it's eleven years of, later, twelve years later, yeah. yeah. So I was I searching for validation question, for 12 years. But, but I guess my question is, like, have you ever felt like, you know, how, how does this feel? Like, is, is it something that where you thought, was there a time when you thought, oh, I'm going to I'm going to make it at this commentary? Or was it only recently after, you know, you did the, the Strong Style Evolved UK shows and, and Kevin Kelly was like, oh, you're, you're actually yeah. quite good at this, kid. You know, like, yeah, what, yeah. What I, kind of... I don't I don't know what I wanted to do with it. I, I really didn't. So. Uh, we, we've mentioned before how, how you called me up and you said, oh, I'm going to try and get Kevin for Strong Style Evolved. And if I get Kevin, you have to bloody do your research. And because it was going to be me and you. And then you suggested maybe me and maybe asking Ollie, who, uh, you know, who Ollie, so did, Oliver Bennett, yeah, who Oliver used to Bennett, do it with. Yeah. And that wasn't for Strong Style Evolved. That was for TVs, wasn't it? No, Strong Style, <laughs> Strong Style Evolved first. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, because they were in late June, early July. And then the TVs weren't until September. Oh well, I'd actually messaged like I like I'd actually made contact with Ollie about the TVs. I know that much. But, oh okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, that, that, that's certainly so. So that's where I met Kevin, and you know, I did I did everything I could to be prepared, um, and have some knowledge on, uh, or have some more knowledge on everyone, because obviously I'd seen, you know, I'd seen Ishii, I'd seen, uh, you know, a number of the guys, Suzuki. Um, so your, your, uh, your knowledge, of, your knowledge of the, of the New Japan Pro Wrestling product was really limited to say for example wrestle kingdoms and the stars that had come over for revolution Pro yes. wrestling, right 
Yeah, and obviously you talk about it a lot to me. So it was kind of like, it's just kind of like a repeat, like, repeat, oh, repeat, repeat. Nails. It's not nails. It's not a... <laughs> hey, nails not was crush. a huge fan, actually. Yeah, he was, yeah. He had a tag <laughs> yeah. team. With, he, he teamed with Ron Simmons. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. No, yeah. I didn't. Oh, okay. I'm going to look that yeah. up on the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so in terms of like the commentary, I had no idea. I didn't know. I, I sent one promo reel to WWE um, a few years ago. And it was just kind of like, thanks for the email. I'll pass it on to Michael Cole. Good luck. Do you know what I mean? It was when they were sort of discussing whether they were going to do a, a UK show or not. So it was kind of like, oh, I'm English. They're going to need someone. So I sent them a little promo reel. Um, and yeah, it was just kind of like, yeah, I'm sure somebody watched it somewhere. But it was like, just like, thanks a lot. We'll be in touch if we need you. And of course they didn't. So, and I never pushed it, pursued it either. Because part of me didn't really want to either. I don't know, I was just kind of like, we, we were discussing this um, over Christmas dinner, and this could be probably brave of me to say, but like, uh, it's one thing being in WWE, but it's another thing being in NXT UK. Yeah. Is that Larry? I don't know. No, but, it's, uh, not. it's not. It's not. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's, so, 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 so I've kind of always just wanted to be involved in somewhere, and, and I've always kind of wanted that validation. I meet Kevin. Kevin seemed impressed, seemed happy, took my information and said, you know, I was... No promises. There's never any promises in wrestling. It was just kind of like, I'll see what I can, you know, I can, I can bring your name up was essentially um, what happened. And then, of course, you brought him back for the Stringer shows, uh, the, the the TV tapings. And we were actually trying to remember, Andy, me and Kevin, what was the name of the town on the first trip? The nightclub? What, the TV taping? Yeah, that week. Yeah, yeah, the first uh, Lemington, show. Lemington Spa. Lemington Spa. Of course it is. Yeah. Okay. We could not remember the name of the town between us. Okay, Lemington Spa. So we did all that week. We did Portsmouth, two at York Hall, the two in Manchester. Again, he said, "Great, you're doing well. You know, I could bring your name up again. Uh, see what happens." So it's just kind of like you know, you're playing the waiting game, but it's not even like a waiting game because it's with everything. There's no guarantees of anything. So that was yeah. it, though. But it was quite, it was that glimmer of hope. You know, it's that that like, you know, Kevin, Kevin appeared to be uh, a very genuine man and he's proved to be a very genuine man. Um, so. But again, it was just kind of like, oh, if this comes off, great. If not. You know, I'll be disappointed, but not like, oh, I'm going to quit because of it. So yeah. I, I, it's almost like so the answer, answer to your question was, I had no idea well, what I was going to do with it and if I was going to do anything. I think I was waiting for Revolution Pro Wrestling to become a full time wrestling company and then worry about that then. Yeah. Well, we're trying, you know, we're trying. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and did you, so, like, for you, I mean, do you feel that, like, uh, so again, like, obviously, everyone has aspirations to be a, uh, well, everyone who's a wrestler has aspirations to wrestle. Like, for you, is it just a case of working for the, 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 I don't want to say the big leagues, you know, something like Chris Jericho? Is it a case of working <laughs> for the big leagues, or is it, you know, or, or was it a case of, uh, you know, just wanting to be involved in any capacity? Well, it's got, it, it's got beyond be that. A... It's got beyond that because I feel like we were on Parkinson or something. I don't know. Uh, it's got beyond that because I'm a dad now. I'm married now. I need to be putting food on the table. So there's only for so long you could kind of go, well, we just, you know, we make it enough. We're paying the mortgage. We're paying the bills. We're paying, we're paying, we're putting the food on the table. But there's still like, it still was never real it was never real money. Do you know what I mean? So like all my friends were getting promotions at work and doing really well in life. And I'm still sat here plugging it away at the wrestling. So I knew there was going to come a boiling point within the next, not, you know, within the next few years as to whether how much time I could devote to it. So this probably couldn't have come at any better time, actually. Yeah. 
Oh, so everybody was hoping to get rid of you, right? You want to be cursing <laughs> yeah, New Japan yeah. Pro Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I was in the, like I remember coming into you once. There was kind of like a, a, a couple of text messages sent um, from a friend of mine, and then it just it came to nothing very quickly. But my heart started beating, as in like, oh, this could be this is because could, could be the point of contact I've been waiting for. And I remember just being like, just it wasn't anyone's fault. It was just just wrestling. You know, someone got in there quicker, um, and then feeling a bit let down and a bit like, oh, this is why you don't get your hopes up about things. So I just be like, oh, I don't know if I even want to bother anymore. But then Which, I think it was. Just, I, I, so I remember that. Do you remember that? Yeah, go on, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't all that long ago. But then I remember seeing a uh, a um a meme on Facebook, and it was that one where the guy's digging, right? And it's a cartoon, and there's a man digging um through a wall, and then very it says never give up because you never know how close you are. So yeah. the idea was the guy was digging with an axe, and then there was like the the big gold nugget was. He only had to dig another inch or so to get that gold nugget, but he'd already given yeah. up. So yeah. I was like, "No, so, don't give up. No, not now." Like, yeah, yeah. I remember, so like, that, I, so I, I took I, that as inspiration. Yeah. yeah. So, so I remember that, and I was like, "But I like so my thoughts at the time. I was like, this commentary thing has been your dream for like maybe six months. Do you know? What I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I remember, you, of, like, I remember you saying like, it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like you've already got." very far in that short amount of time like because obviously mm -hmm. you were doing it before but again like i'm sure you won't mind me saying so like when you you know when we when you started doing it it was just you it was a way for you to continue to be around the shows and yeah keep your and keep yourself essentially relevant you know so like you could still wrestle but you know but to be a consistent character you yeah. you can get your persona over via the commentary and then when you mm -hmm. wrestle it kind of uh um you know people know who you are rather than being someone yeah. who comes in to wrestle every now and again right so mm -hmm. um and then uh, and then obviously things kind of took off in terms of you know you being all right at the commentary um and that's kind of where it went from there but like i say until i so obviously that i know you said you sent your stuff to wwe so at that point at that must have been a point where you were like okay well maybe let's see if there is any possibility to turn this into a uh, a real gig but until you uh you did the stuff with kevin i don't really think from my perspective anyway, and I might be completely wrong, but I don't really think that there was ever a point until Kevin told you, you know, when I say until Kevin told you, right, because I could tell you, like, time and time again, you're a good commentator, and I think you just wouldn't believe me, but I think when you've got qualified professional, um, you know, who's had a tenure in WWE, who's wide-renowned as one of the best play-by-play -play men in the business, um, and has certainly had a, a tremendous career in professional wrestling, when you've got someone of that stature, who tells you it kind of hold, holds more weight than your your mate telling you um and i think that once you got told like you're quite good at this that was the time you started taking it seriously right, is that, is that right? yeah 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 and 100%. So, yeah so so from that perspective it's like this has been your dream for a few months do you know what i mean Why are you yeah yeah yeah, yeah so close but i knew it's almost but i knew like it was kind of like it, but it's, it wasn't really it wasn't like the commentary it was it was the wrestling in not that i was going to quit wrestling or like quit being involved because i wouldn't know what to do myself if i wasn't but i knew i need i need to act fast in terms of being a real do you know what i mean like there's 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 for the wrestler i am you know where where you know i don't sell 100 t-shirts a night at york hall and all the all these opportunities that weren't around no no wait that's not fair these we didn't take advantage of the opportunities that were presented to us 10 years ago. Okay, the boys yeah. now are so smart, they go out, get their t-shirts done. But in also, my day, 
yeah, but also like the t-shirts are it's a lot more accessible a lot cheaper to get t-shirts printed now um you've yeah got the advent of social media so you can use that to sell your stuff it's not like it, in your day like i remember when when we first started doing shows we'd do mail outs like physical mail outs to fans to their addresses yeah. right mm-hmm. well expensive to do that do you know what i mean like yeah, basically sticking yeah. a stamp on a letter posting a letter saying this is what we've got coming up right mm-hmm. so you know, it's not like you're going to get the addresses, names and addresses of like uh, hundreds of fans and say, hey, guys, I've got a new T-shirt coming got out. Got a T-shirt you know? out. Yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. The world yeah. is a different place. So like, so yes, uh, the wrestlers, uh, they are smarter in this in this day and age. Uh, they're more businessmen than, um, than ever before. Um, but they also are taking advantage of the technology which was never there before. But it's the same as wrestling promotions. Like it's easier for me. Yes. You know, I can promote a show just by putting a post on the internet if i can get the reach out to enough people i don't technically need to leave my house to promote a show um yeah before you'd have to you'd have no choice but to you know dish out thousands of flyers put posters up around town get newspaper adverts because there's no other way of reaching those fans so you know yeah. it's a uh, don't be so hard on yourself kids you know no well maybe not but I, kn- I knew i needed to do something and uh or at least at least have um the idea of something do you know what i mean like oh you got to take a step up i think is the point i'm trying to make so um so yeah uh where are we going what was the question i can't remember We've been... um just about just about you suddenly you know it was the taking end of it more world, seriously and then yeah, <laughs> yeah. taking it more seriously yeah. and then it was the end yeah. of the world even though you'd only be doing it for a few months and i guess what i was getting at was like we always we always laugh at trainees who come into wrestling school and because they're not main event in wrestlemania after six weeks are uh, like oh, I'm going to go somewhere else now because you guys aren't giving me the opportunities I deserve. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, you were essentially being that man of the... Uh, yeah, I mean, I quickly snapped out of it. That was it. That was it. I quickly snapped out of it because I thought about that 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 meme, that cartoon on Facebook of being like, don't give up because you never know how close you are. So yeah. I was like, nope, I'm going to stick with it. And I stuck with it. But then, like I said last week, I got a tech, um, like I told the story last week on Boxing Day, which couldn't have come at a better time, actually, because of the threat, the... the pretty much circumstances that ruined at least my Christmas um, on Boxing Day. I got a text message from someone uh, in the New Japan office saying, oh, we'd like your contact details. So, so what, what ruined your Christmas on Boxing Day? Oh, we'll, have, we'll, we'll tell that story next week. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> yeah. Just the fact that you weren't at Selzy with the gang. Oh, no, no, no. That's when That's when I got the text. So Boxing Day... Lifted me back out of the rut that I was in for a few days before. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm referring to? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so, uh, so now you're there, you're there, you're in Japan. It's another That's world. It, yeah. And, and, mm-hmm. and this is what, so more so than the wrestling, more than anything. <laughs> uh, I'm intrigued here yeah. from this perspective because obviously so many wrestlers, uh, wind up going over there. Um, and, uh, and you know, and and kind of uh, making Japan a second home for them. Um, now, more, but it's a it's a different place. It's a different world. I was there for four days in in January, and I can I can't emphasize enough what a different world it is. Um, and especially for someone like you, Andy, because you like what you like, right? Yeah, I'm told that you were ten on that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You like what you like. <laughs> yeah. But I've tried. So, uh, I've had so I've had sushi for the first time. That's the first time we went out for. So, so first thing, so first thing, let's get into your sleep first of all, and then okay. we we'll get into the the food. So, so how are you, how are you coping with the sleep? Because I know. So I was, 
just awake just in the nights. Just I was awake. I'd go to sleep. It didn't matter what time I went to sleep. Two hours later, I'd be wide awake, pacing the room. Um, yes, yeah, 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 at yeah. all. But I was only there because I was only there for four days. It didn't really mm-hmm. affect me at all because it did affect me. But like you know, four days and just excitement everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. um, so whereas you are, uh, you're there for ten days. Yeah, no, eight days, eight day, eight, oh, eight days. or nine days. But now, but today we've essentially we had a travel day today. We arrived at midday. We've been off all day, so I had a nap this afternoon because, like you, um, I two I get two hours sleep a night. Then I I go to bed absolutely shattered. So I go to bed at like a proper time at ten o'clock. So we we finish the show, we go to the go to uh, a hotel, go to sleep for two hours, and then that's it. I'm awake, and I'm just feeling around my phone on the laptop, um, which I've got the charger for. So you know I'm down to like thirty six percent on that. So uh, over. You've got about a day I left know. On that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um yeah, uh so yeah, I was exactly the same issue. I'm sitting around, but then I, and then today, uh so I've got two hours sleep in the night, and then we had a flight this morning, slept for ten minutes on that, because it was only a short haul. Ten minutes on that, slept on the train, and then I crashed out when we got back here for again two hours, but now I'm starting to flag again now. So but but I'm hoping right. tonight might be a bit better because by the time we finish this it might be like half eleven midnight. So I'll I'll sort of have a proper night's sleep. Well, I'm glad I can glad I can help you out. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so that's got to be tough. Um, and, and do you find do you find as well when you're doing the shows, um, are you do you have are you tired by the time it gets to showtime, or is it just like one of those things like the second the show starts, kind of you know adrenaline yeah, kicks in? No, no, or... not really, because like you said, it's, there's excitement there all the time, and you you go to these real venues, and um, it, so someone once described this to me as. When, when they went to do extra work in WWE, they said it's like going from ju- junior school to senior school. Um, and yeah. it's exactly the same feeling. You know, it's like you're around yeah. real wrestlers, like real professional wrestlers and a real professional company. And yes, yeah, it's, it's night, not night and day because obviously things have picked up considerably. But like my time when I was a wrestler, trying to make it as a wrestler, it is night and day. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a breath of fresh air to actually... You go into a change room, there's plenty of water, there's sandwiches, there's crisps, there's Kit Kats. You know, it's kind of like, oh, this is, I, I'm just so Im- so impressed and grateful for just being looked after, for, uh, you know, for once. For once, you, you're, you're looked after all the time. That you're, uh, yeah, yeah, you're uh, a mother-in-law, your mother-in-law cooks <laughs> for you, cleans your Not true, not anymore, not anymore. No. Oh, you saw it since the falling out. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, we're, we're we're friends again now. But um, yeah, I thought I thought you were going to say about York Hall because obviously you do provide a nice spread for York Hall. Oh, as you well. do. You, you get a nice spread there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I help yourself with some fruit and some water and stuff. Yeah. What were you eating last time? Do you remember? Well, I can't remember what it was. You were eating something last time. You were enjoying. Was it just um, like that's there's some like cheese spread and crackers or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let's give, let's give a shout out to Steve. He he heads down to Asda, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, makes it all happen. So yeah. Um, so um, sleep, food, big one. You told me I, Andy, I ate sushi. <laughs> yeah, I've never had sushi before. Yeah, so, the, so it was suggested we'll go for sushi. <laughs> so, so 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 when we got there, um, I, I I met up with Kevin. He met me downstairs in the lobby at the Tokyo Dome Hotel, and we decided we were going to go for sushi. And I've never had sushi before in my life. I, I, I don't even, I barely know what sushi is, but I do know it wasn't, it, it, it was, but wasn't optional. Do you know what I mean? It was like, we could do something else, but it's your first day, Andy. 
you have to just go with the flow. So, um, yeah, I had sushi for the first time and I it was um, salmon, which I don't mind. I like salmon and rice. So it was easy enough and it was actually really nice. Sushi's delicious. Yeah, but I've never had it. Like all you guys like, let's go Wagamama's. I'm like, no, let's go to Nando's or let's go to Casa Brazil. But now yeah. if you guys say, let's go Wagamama's, I'll be like, yeah, cool. Let's well, go to Wagamama's. Wag- so I don't reckon Wagamama's isn't so much... Um... Sushi, um, yo sushi oh. would be sushi. Oh, yo sushi. Oh, okay. But yo sushi oh. in Portsmouth is closed down now, so like, uh, you've missed that oh, don't boat, worry. Right? Oh, but, okay. Uh, yeah, oh, that's blue, right. I'll get my plate Mondays. Uh, yo sushi. Um, so, uh, but we'll find one for you. We we'll go to a yo sushi. <laughs> we'll find one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I have to tell this story, Andy. So. Uh, in terms of like food, you're like quite, you are quite particular, aren't you? So like, I, I'm, so that was, I, I like what so, I like. Yeah. So I was like, so for me, I, I said to you as well, before you went and, uh, you know, I said, as long as you can get along with the food and I guess the, the, we'll say the culture, you know, but let's say the food more than anything, as long as you can get along with the food, um, you'll do just fine. Like I had no, I had no doubts that when it came to commentating on professional wrestling, you'd do great. But the food, I was a little bit more worried about because, like you say, you like what you mm-hmm. like. So I'll give you so the example, and I'm sure you know where I'm getting at. So I know exactly what you're going to say because I've already so, said, I've already told everyone that's saying to me, "Oh, I heard you're not going to like the food." And I said, "I bet Andy's told you a story." So go on, <laughs> tell the story. <laughs> so we, uh, so in uh, in Vegas, it was, wasn't it? We went to hot, um, yeah, yeah. And I, I can't give you an, an accurate story, right? But I've 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 googled, I've just googled, um, just a chicken burger, right? I've just googled one, and I've got up a um in front of me right now. I have a fully loaded Cajun chicken burger, and uh, and I'll explain it. So it's, it's it's listed on the on the thing as fully loaded Cajun chicken burgers, grilled Cajun spiced chicken breast. Topped with bacon, avocado, and cheese, right? That's the description. Yes. So, in this situation, Andy, would you would go to the the the, the counter, and you'll be like, "Hi, can I have um, a fully loaded Cajun chicken burger, please?" Only without the cheese, without the avocado, um, without the bacon. Maybe if you can lose that Cajun spice as well, um, and just a little bit of mayo. And the guy yeah. would be like, so basically, <laughs> you just want a chicken sandwich. And you'll be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but now I'm, I am more adventurous now. But yeah, there was a place in Vegas in our hotel that we'd probably go to once a day. And I would just want chicken, mayonnaise in bread. Yeah. But, so, you'd, but you'd, you'd yeah. choose the thing on the menu, the closest <laughs> to it, and remove all the ingredients until you were just left with chicken and bread. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. And that is the story I said. I bet he's told you this story about Vegas. The ones, uh, yeah. So I knew that's what it was. So yeah, I knew it. Yeah. But no, I've, I've not let myself down. I've tried a manner of a manner of new things. I had a lovely lunch today. So, um, you know, all sorts of different different uh, Japanese foods. So, no, I'm doing all right there with the food. And I'm not, not, I've not been hungry one bit. And uh, what, what airline did you come over with? Japan Any Airlines. Airlines. Okay. So, that's a, so that was a wonderful airline, right? Yes, brilliant. Yeah, and uh, so very. It's almost like you're on holiday before you get on the plane, right? Um, how do you mean? Because like, well, because so like, I, I like, paid to go in that. I paid to go in that that place. You know that place we went to. We went to Dallas, where you pay. Yeah, uh, it was forty quid in the end. 
Yeah, the lounge, but you get that like, like electricity. Well, yeah, but I was I, like I explained last week, I was a nervous flyer, and that's completely just fallen off me now. Like I said, we've been on the plane today. I didn't I, I didn't care. I was fine. Um, but you know, I was kind of like, right, I spend forty quid, and I'm going to try and get forty quid's worth of drink. Um, I think I had time for like two shots, but it was enough for me to take the edge off it. So it was expensive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I kind of had those nerves. Um, but yeah, I, that just fell off me. I was within ten minutes of the flight. I was like, "Oh, what are you scared of?" You know, like there's thousands upon thousands of flights every single day, and well, like, you know, in the last touch podcast, wood, you nothing, talking, nothing's you, happened. You, you, you were talking a talk on the last podcast about, "Oh, I'm not scared. I'm not saying you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scared, but then, so. yeah, but when you no, 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 no <laughs> but when you're when you're sat there and you haven't flown for three years and you've forgotten what the uh, you, you know what it's like to hit a bit of turbulence and that kind of thing. Um, you forget, don't you? You know, you do. I, I remember just having that bad experience. I remember thinking, no, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. But then when I was actually at the airport, oh, no, sorry, when I was actually on the plane, then I was like, no, you are right. Just don't worry about it. And yeah, it was fine. It was actually a really, really smooth plane. Really smooth. And it was really you nice. Make any, you didn't make anyone feel uneasy around you? No, no, I didn't. I, no, I, I, no, I felt I was... uneasy next to you when you were playing Tetris like nonstop for 11 hours. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was fine, honestly. And I was completely on my own. There was no one else on my plane. Uh, so yeah, I was just completely alone, just with there's other passengers, but no one I knew on the plane, and uh, yeah. yeah, I was fine. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so did you get Japanese food on the plane as well? Yeah, I did, but I can't remember. It was like a beef and rice in a sauce. So yeah, oh, and I had a nice salmon salmon potato salad as well, which yeah. sounds very Western, but it wasn't. It was a it was definitely a Japanese yeah, it's very, version uh, of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, uh, Japanese airlines very, is very Japanese orientated. Um, yes. the clues in the title really, isn't it? Um, but what? I mean, so like all the, all the staff are dressed in traditional Japanese regalia. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I think all I mean. the staff it's, were it's like, um, yeah, we, I think we had about a, the one I went on was like about a 70, 30 split, but yeah, but that's what I mean by like, it feels like you're already away, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. So like um just in terms of like, you know, nice soothing music. Um yeah. So it's all good. There was New Japan on the it? plane as well, so that was nice. Yeah, yeah. Did you all yeah. watch it? Yeah, I did, yeah. Ricky Choshu versus Fujinami. And then uh the second match was so it was, I think it was like representing almost like the gen- the generations, you know. So yeah. Choshu and Fujinami was, was first. Uh, yeah, Cody and Kenny, I think. Yeah, I watched Yeah, Cody and same, Kenny. Yeah, same uh, same when I was on yeah. that. Um so, um, uh, did you watch any other films just out of interest? Yeah, I did. I watched Deadpool 2, which I really enjoyed. And there was another film, which I watched. But for the life of me, I cannot remember. I really like to, once I've seen a movie, whether it's on TV or the cinema, the first thing I do when I'm sat on my sofa is I pull up Internet Movie Database on my, on, you know, on my phone. And I look up all the trivia about the movies, you know, like hidden Easter eggs. Yeah, and, I do. You know, I don't like, look up Easter eggs, but I do look up. I research. Well, yeah, like, you know, yeah, yeah, like, oh, so-and-so was... I, I, some of it's already very boring, but I just enjoy reading it. Um, you know, so-and-so was cast as this guy, but he was fired after two weeks and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, I was trying to do that today, or yesterday, and I could only remember Deadpool 2. I can't for life remember what the other film was, but I'm sure it was like a superhero movie. Um, and also, so you're going to have to wait till the way back now, unless you're flying away on the way and- back. I've tried. I, I've tried to look it up online to see what the section of movies were, but I can't find it. So it's doing my head. Oh no! I cannot remember. Um, yeah. Well, that's it's a oh, dangerous. I just remember it was Venom. Yeah. It was Venom. Venom. I watched Venom. Oh, okay. That, yeah. Quick, write that down yeah. so you don't forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know what Before you're going to do when we get off a off a visit with you. you know? I will. Yeah, yeah. So 
Um, so, um, uh, so yeah, so your flight, so comments so tell me so when you landed in japan what were your yes. um so were you so you're obviously on your own um mm -hmm. and were you meeting up with anyone at the airport or do you have to get there get to a hotel no. on your own um, no and, no no, uh, no i was just told to get a bus to the tokyo dome hotel and i was like and, oh that should be easy so and it was okay i'd buy so a bus a ticket so that's the part that would scare me so like the flying no problem but it's a being yeah. on your own so that part i'd get there i probably wouldn't even give it a second thought and i'd get there and i'd probably be like Oh shit! I'm in a foreign country on my own. <laughs> I think that's yeah. a bit what would scare me. Oh um, uh, no 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 no! I like I kind of like that being on your own. It makes it more of an adventure, does it? So yeah, I just went to the information desk. Yeah, <laughs> well, I like being on my own. So um, yeah, it was. Uh, I just went to the uh, information desk and I said, oh, "I need to get to the Tokyo Dome Hotel, please." Uh, so she sent me the right place to buy a ticket. That's when I called you when I had some airport Wi-Fi, I think, and I said, "What do I need?" You told me about a special Wi-Fi box. That gives you like a hundred gig of data for the eight yeah. days. So I bought one of those. Worth it, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent worth it. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, I've been using that all the time. So uh, yeah, so that was it. Got my bus, got my bus ticket, got on the bus, got dropped at the Tokyo Dome Hotel, met up with Kevin, and there we are. We've been off for some sushi. Okay, so uh, toilets. We're just doing a whistle stop tour here. We've been talking for an hour. Yeah, are we really? Um, yeah. So the toilet. You told me about the toilets and the floor. I've only seen one, oh, but not used it. Oh, pussy. Yeah, 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 I've used one, it. Well, uh, yeah. Are you, go, are you going would, to? Well, I would if I get the opportunity to. There's one at the venue yesterday. There was one there, but it was just kind of, the kind of like the toilet was a bit chilly. So I was like, well, I could sit this nice heated toilet seat that we've discussed before. Or I could yeah. sit on the floor and get cold. So, so yeah, I, I just can, chose I, I know you don't with, sit can, on the floor, but. I can say with 100% confidence that you should definitely do it before you leave. Uh, just to tick it off a off the yes. list um yes so and mainly so we can discuss technique you know <laughs> yeah 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 well i've got a dodgy um, ankle so i can't squat very well so uh, i might well, struggle there's, hand, might... there's handrails mate you know there's old people a, okay yeah the yeah. secret of youth in japan i think um mm -hmm. so Could um, be. uh but in following on from that someone did you see someone i might have mentioned it last week but you see someone um dean actually put a link to an amazon echo toilet um where which has got heated seats it's also got a uh, you know an amazon alexa built into it so you can be like alexa play me some music alexa make my seat warm alexa clean my bum hole really okay i saw yeah. he tagged us in a link but i just don't think i clicked on the link yeah so five, oh, right five grand it costs but a definite uh yeah, i think it's yeah. coming out it's either later this year or next year but okay to me if I ever get like a bathroom refurbed or ever move house, mm -hmm. that's yeah. the first thing on my list. Seriously, yeah. you spend a lot of time well, on the I, toilet, don't you? So. If I get a few more tours, I'll be able to, you know, I'll uh, I'll invest that I'll money in that. Oh, yeah, thanks, <laughs> yeah, of course. Cheers. Yeah. So, that's friendship. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, and um, any any other any other tidbits about your like uh, about kind of um you know just being in Japan observations um. Uh, you know about no, Japan. So I took the uh, I took the uh, I, I walked I walked I walked to uh, the Tokyo Dome. You know where everyone everyone are clearly in January when you were there and Fight Club Pro were doing a show and everyone did a did a picture uh, in front of the Tokyo Dome logo. So I, I yeah. went up there on my own, took a picture there. Um, I went to the New Japan Pro Wrestling official store, so that was exciting. Brought a couple of gifts for some people as well as a couple of tops for myself. Um, oh, and I went to like the the Marty talks about them 
a bit about all the different independently run wrestling merchandising shops shops yes yeah so i so there's a really big one which i just i just didn't have time to go so um unfortunately i got to miss that but just a few doors up from the new japan shop there was like a little one so i went in there and it was it was it was like thousands of well not thousands but maybe close to a thousand like vhs tapes um of like the tapes from like the 80s and 90s of all the different promotions t-shirts i didn't buy anything but um it was still nice to kind of go in one and have a little mooch around um uh, that's a shame because there's a i know like chris bought some old action figures when he was there yeah um, he would have gone to the big uh, one okay Um, yeah so it just seems like it would be right up your street um, yeah, I'm, yeah, but, but like, I think a lot of people who, re- who listen to this think I'm a big like wrestling figure collector, but I'm not. Like, I'm not like a. I just no, you're. A, I like looking you're at merc- stuff. You're you know a mercenary, I mean? aren't you? You like <laughs> you take you take the stuff and you sell it on for profit for gain. So <laughs> yeah, but well, no, no, no. But if there it? is some special things, I'll keep that. Like, I keep things that are kind of relevant to me. Like, I have guys I've worked with or the toys I had as a child. You know, I had that kind of stuff, but I'm not like a, a completist. No, there's not. No. No. Oh, that's a shame because you'd definitely uh, you'd oh, like under your pillow, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah give it a kiss goodnight every night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and uh, so the shows, how are you finding the shows? Oh, brilliant. It's, it's, it's world-class pro wrestling. Like, like I'd use the analogy of the way you're treated from junior school to senior school. Like, you know, like the wrestlers are better. Uh, the, the English wrestlers are a lot better than they were 10 years ago. Um, but like it's just the the structure the the atmosphere so it's i i so what makes wrestling so good at least in my opinion is the atmosphere of your audience and the the audience is so into it they follow it they know who everyone is so and I they think, yeah that's yeah that's a key difference for for me if you what when you watch it like um, yeah you, the audience are stuck like watching the wrestling they're not thinking about you know what what's going to get it's, it's a good match over, almost you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and, yeah. They, just, and yeah. they allow themselves to get lost in the wrestling yeah sure yes yeah like in terms of it you know i think uh i think to a degree the the if you don't know anything about japanese wrestling the idea is they do a move and then you then the audience clap do you know what i mean then the other wrestler do another move and then the audience will clap it doesn't seem to be that way here or not that i've not that i've picked up on anyway like people just you know they're, they're cheering they're booing they're smiling you know they're not like it's not holiday camp do you know what i mean it's like boo boo the baddie you know, it's not like that at all but i i don't know just it's very different to the audiences here very different to the english english audiences yeah. they're, they're, they're they're there to enjoy it's themselves. not it's they not really like are there. Better, yeah yeah but I, I, but I mean everyone everyone finds their different um you know, everyone has their different reasons for liking professional wrestling. So it's not like one way is better than another, but it's just, it's almost like um, the, the Japanese ways are very uh, mesmerizing uh, w- way of enjoying professional wrestling, which I think adds to that kind of experience, you know? Um, and uh, yeah. And I think, but you know, it's again, like I say, it's not, this isn't a, a knock on kind of Western wrestling fans. It's just a, it's just, they are just very different, audiences and when you experience it for the first time it's uh it's almost very special isn't it yeah it is yeah no it is it is it's uh yeah it's great the, the you know the fans the rest is great the fans are great um i'm great so all in all it's really you do, it's you're doing really great good. mate well done <laughs> <laughs> you know what my biggest takeaway from that that um so from these shows so obviously i've been uh 
I, I watch as much New Japan as possible, but I've been making a, a special effort to watch it. Like, so, on, so for example, on a show like on a week like this, where there's so many shows going on, um, I'd probably watch. You know, if I'm not one morning, I might watch one of the shows, and then I might pick out the matches from the tour that I'd like to watch. Obviously, I'd definitely watch the Tanahashi and uh, Kushida match, um, and maybe some of the stuff with Jay White and Okada. You know, and mm-hmm. but like. Um, but I've watched the full. I've watched the shows in full from uh, you know from the start. Um, you know, just to show my support for you, give an extra rating. You know, like okay, uh, there's you. obviously someone else from England watching, so it must be because of that that commentator. Um, so, um, but my my big takeaway from it is just how we and, and I've, I've known it as well because I watch obviously when I watch their four or five hour shows, they just fly by. But it's just kind of yeah. how easy these shows are to watch, um, in the sense of like the time just goes by very quickly and they're so easy to watch whereas you know you watch like for example a monday night raw and it's just a drag like an actual right, dra- like a, a modern day raw do you know what i mean yes like yes, a, yes, yes, it's just yes. a drag like it's a three hour drag yes whereas these shows are two and a half three hours every day um aside from obviously the big shows which are longer but like it doesn't feel like three hours of your life is has gone by you know it's just no, uh, I, don't. I think i think it's been about two and a half hours each show maximum so so last night in sendai was a was a bigger show in terms of attendance and you know that that i think still went two hours 20 and it was just spot on do you know what I mean? for in my opinion as as commentating on it and obviously what because obviously i watched the wrestling it was like this is just spot on do you know what i mean the matches are the matches are in the ring a perfect amount of time um yeah nothing dragged you know sometimes as a commentator you watch some of the wrestlers mainly the inexperienced ones and you start rolling your eyes sometimes being like lads come on you've been in the ring 20 25 minutes um yeah that hasn't happened once so yeah. yeah and again it just goes back to that fact of like junior school to senior school yeah so um and that's uh, and that's kind of um you know but again like i always say we should be learning from from this stuff and i think that that's uh it's just so valuable um to to learn from that stuff and you know having guys especially when it's all so accessible it's just so accessible now there's there's almost like no excuse for for you know i i think i think british wrestling could do from take could do with taking japanese wrestling far more than it does from american wrestling so you know, there's not there's not a lot of independent cards. I don't know about Ring of Honor and guys like that, but like you know, these sort of indie level wrestling. I'm not saying it's bad, but you know, sort of the step, the low, the below, the the level below the Ring of Honors. You know, some have got like ten, twelve matches on the card, and but but here in New Japan, there's six or seven matches on the card. Yeah. Um, so and, yeah, and, and, and nothing goes beyond two and a half hours. It, it makes a yeah it does make a big difference um and i think that um again like that's something for myself working with new japan it's you know uh, and their pacing and the way they, they book stuff that's kind of you know what lessons that i've personally learned um and i always obviously is you know every situation is different and you can't always have the perfect show um you can't always um you know sometimes you have to have extra matches on the show just out of necessity because we we don't run as much as we would like obviously in an ideal world we'd be running every thursday friday saturday sunday night and you know we'd be able to have that luxury of being able to you know spread stuff out a little bit um a little bit more um but obviously where we we only run a few times a month like it's important that we get some key stuff in um you know sure. so some so sometimes it's not uh, it's not a possibility but um but you know we try the best we can to to kind of mm-hmm. you know stay down that you were like a cockpit show line. never has any more than eight 
does yeah. it? So, you no, know, it's certainly like, never been I, nine at a cockpit. I, most I, of them I'm, are seven. So Yeah, most of them are seven. I, like, for me, an ideal number six, but with a cockpit, we do seven so, um, because uh, uh, we can afford to have kind of a shorter match here and there. Um, but, like, the time always balances out. Um, there's only been one of the last probably 20 shows that went over the two and a half hour mark in terms of, you know, wrestling content. You know, we aim to be, you know, start at 530 and we aim to be done by 8.30 at the latest, but, you know, we really want to be done by 8, between 8 and quarter past 8. Um, yeah, and, I think and that also includes an intermission. So. Yeah, 15-minute intermission. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, but it's just, you know, it's kind of interesting. And I just, yeah, like you say, like, I feel like it, it is, like, I remember when Marty first went to, to New Japan, he spoke about the, just it's just a slick operation, right? So, like, yeah, um, yeah. Um, and I think that, that's again something that i aspire to be able to achieve one day and i again it's, i know it's something which isn't you know it's not something that you know you achieve overnight but it's something that you know by show by show you want to get stuff smoother but it's, it's great and i'm glad that you're being able to um see that other world really because it's you know it's a good experience for you and that that obviously uh you know change your philosophy on a lot of things you know and i think oh 100 uh, i've learned so much as watching just watching it so closely you know, I sit there and, I, and just whether it's the in-ring product or the way so-and-so might enter the ring or, you know, it's those little things. It's those attention to details, details that because they're small, that's why, you know what I mean? Attention to detail, you normally that's think, oh, it's yeah. a small problem. That, yeah, yeah. But, that's, that's, yeah, I've picked up so, so many pointers and tips. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and the, attention, the attention to detail is so small that often... Mm-hmm. Um, it, that is kind of taken for granted. So I say to this to guys at the wrestling school all the time is like, kind of, if you look at the best wrestlers in the world, you probably can't pinpoint the exact reason why they're the best wrestler in the world. You can look at an exceptional high flyer and say they're an exceptional high flyer, right? But the wrestlers that captivate you, so aren't just high flyers, you know, you, it, it's, it's almost impossible. So for example, if you pick a Daniel Bryan, just as an example, or a Tanahashi, and you say, what makes them so great, right? It's very hard to pick one thing. Right. But if you look at all the little things, there's literally no holes in their game. Any of the little, right. you know, those little bits of attention to detail. Um, and, and those are the bits which often get overlooked. And those are the frustrating parts for a lot of people because it's there's such minor things. So, you know, I, I might say to someone, you need to look a certain way after delivering this. And they'll be like, why does it matter? Do you know what I mean? It's all those little. Sure. Uh, and on its own, it probably doesn't matter. But those all those little things um, accumulated they make a huge difference and make, uh, a big, yeah. make it a big thing. Yeah. 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 And that's where yeah. all the cracks, like you say, all the cracks get laid over and then that makes it almost flawless. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Well, that's, uh, that's any, have you got anything else uh, you'd like to, uh, to talk about your, your trip or anything um, in general? No, I mean like, yeah, like without getting into like the shows and the great matches I've seen and, you know, the specifics, like, you know, as a, as a trip, it's been amazing. And, you know, like, and, and I did a nice Facebook post the other day, which I think got more likes than the time I announced I was having a baby. Um, so, that's, uh, that's, that says something about wrestling, the wrestling bubble, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 So, uh, and, you know, I said it in the post, but like, I am grateful for everything, you know, that, you know, it was you that, you know, brought Kevin over that made it all happen. So, you know, it's, uh, I'm just very grateful and thankful. That's all. So thank you. No problem. I'm a good person. To, I've said I've said time cry? and time again. No, I'm not crying, mate. Sorry, <laughs> but you know, I said time and time again. I'm a good. I'm a good. I'm a good person. You know. So uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, and, and ultimately, I, I hope that um, this this story, your story, your journey, obviously, is not over at all. 
um, by any stretch of the imagination. But I hope that it kind of can inspire people that like, um, you know, especially people. And again, like I know you've come from it from a wrestling perspective to begin with and you've kind of transitioned into commentary slowly and you're still wrestling now. It's not I'm not saying you're a retired professional wrestler by any stretch of the imagination. But what I'm saying is, um, you know, the fact that, um, you know, you've been able to transition into this and you've been able to, you know, achieve this this stuff is achievable and I'd like to, you know, for people who don't necessarily want to make a living as a professional wrestler, but still, it's still very achievable to do something else. So for example, um, like Oliver Bennett, who was, and this is, I think this is the biggest example for me. So there's yourself and Oliver Bennett were our two commentators and look what's happened to Oliver Bennett now. You know, he used yeah. that to springboard himself to announce soccer. I say soccer football. How Are you having you? that argument with you? That was a good line you used to Kevin Kelly, wasn't it? I bet Kevin gave you that line. Um, Go on, what was it? Back when you said no, like, I want uh, left back in the changing room. Left back in the changing room. Yeah. Have you not heard that before? No, that's it. No, no. no, that was all. No, you not heard that before. Oh, okay. No, I've not. No, no, no. no. Oh, no, no like, that like, oh, that was quite good. I quite enjoyed yeah. that. Um, <laughs> so, um, um, so, um, but yeah, so he's he's doing foot, you know, football, Olympics gymnastics you know broadcast mm-hmm. the bbc you know so he did the world cup did great, you? oh no he did the olympics yeah that was um, it. yeah 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 and uh, and he does does england games fa tv and you know all kinds of stuff you know um and, and he's achieved such a great deal um you know you're obviously finding success now um and it just seems like up and down the the kind of um our our team our roster of everyone who's kind of you know put in all the work and be it like obviously the guys who've, who've got to wwe uk obviously guys now who are being approached about all all elite wrestling guys are getting deals with ring of honor guy, you know guys are getting deals with new japan you know just up and down this crazy wrestling world it seems like it's starting to pay off for people um so i, I hope that's you know um people who are listening and and especially people who aren't uh, who, who have aspirations of making it in wrestling, but not as professional wrestlers. Hopefully they can see that, you know, if you do put in the work, if you do put in the hours, so you, you know, your education was a, you know, a lot of work for your commentary and stuff was already done because you knew it. You had the instincts and everything of a pro wrestler, but like, yeah. you know, that stuff, you know, that stuff can still be learned by people outside of a business. And hopefully right. that that works as an inspiration to all those people who who want to achieve something in wrestling to kind of go on and, and, and put it to good use and, and make something happen for themselves. Um, and again, it's not something which is, again, and, and your journey is a, the biggest example of all. In, in fact, that, you know, how like you, you said at the start, I forget, did you say seven, eight years since you were uh, WWE? How many, oh, it's, mate, like it? it's been it's been like 11 years 12 years 11 years 12 years right yeah, yeah so it's, yeah. it's getting longer and longer between matches but um, <laughs> yeah but it's getting longer and longer between opportunities but yeah this one's come along now do you know what i mean i stuck it out and you know didn't quit and yeah you know and and kept trying to progress and better myself or whatever avenue it was going to be so and, and i think that's yeah. a lesson onto itself so um yeah so yeah so um, so hopefully we can all take something from this and hopefully you can you can be an inspiration, Andy. You're an inspiration. I hope so. Oh, uh, bless you. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, cool. All right, then. I cool. think that'll, that'll do us for this week. Um, so yeah. Are you back in... Will you be back in England for next week's uh, podcast? Yeah, yeah, I'll fly back in Monday, yeah. Okay, wonderful. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to face-to-face in studio. More 30-week wrestling challenge. Um, cool. Uh, I might bring you back a present topic. as well five times. Oh, I'd love a yeah. present. Maybe you could give it to me live on air. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you brought me back uh, from the States 
a, a protein shaker for the last few years, yeah, haven't that's you? Correct. So, yeah, 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 yeah. And that, that'd um, be no good to you. So I'll, I'll try no, something. No, absolutely not. <laughs> and also, um, I'd, I'd like to just uh, also just hit back on a topic from a couple of weeks ago when we were going through the scrapbooks. Um, so Richard Glover, um, thanks to Phil Jones, we were able to locate him. Now, uh, now going under the name Dick Glover. Um, well, yeah, quite... so it was, it's funny, right? Because if you listen to Bruce Pritchard's podcast, which I do, he's he that name's often coming up because Dick Glover, Dick Glover, Dick Lover. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of like the joke. <laughs> so, but I don't think they've ever inexplicably made that a joke. But that's obviously the joke is yeah. Dick Lover. Yeah. yeah, like Dick to go, Dick to go, Dick to yeah, to-go. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so, with that, all that being said he was located i can confirm i did send him a request on linkedin to try and connect with him to try and get him on to do an interview but yeah. my request thus far has been shunned um oh, no. but he, he is quite a big deal now he's gone on to be the ceo of number a number of companies like uh and he he Disney left he actually left uh yeah he left wwf shortly like by the end of that year i believe so or, he, or a year later yeah so um, yeah, yeah. so it wasn't like he was around for a long period of time however um you know, uh, but he was around for a long period of time because he was around for a period of time before that. Uh, but, you know, hopefully, um, you know, he, hopefully it's just an admin thing. He's just so busy. He hasn't got a chance to go through his uh, his requests yet. And hopefully he'll have me. And if he does, we'll, we'll hopefully maybe get him you, on the Maybe you podcast. can hire him. Imagine what oh, he had to do for yeah. your company. Yeah, wow. I, I'm, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't afford, I probably couldn't afford one month of his salary. But, um, <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, that would, that, <laughs> That'd be great, wouldn't it? That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Get Dick Glover in to turn things turn things around. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I'd, but I think it would be generally fascinating if we could uh, have a conversation with him. And if anyone's listening who knows Dick Glover, if you can uh, put in a word for us, that'd be great. But also, if anyone's listening who may be like, because I think what's fascinating is all these people. For, and we can record on Skype now. So yeah, you know, we're doing it now. So, um, so if anyone. Is from outside of the, the we'd, we'd prefer to meet them in person, but we will we will do the the Skype interviews. And for anyone who um, you know thinks they may have had an underrated role in professional wrestling, anyone who um, could you know you know for example the PR person of WWF in the nineties, or someone who used to put up posters for you know whoever joint promotions, mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. you know. Those are the types of people we want to talk to. The obscure wrestling guests. We like sure. those. The you know the unsung heroes. What was the the, the people that the Warrior Awards was the Warrior um, Award was supposed you to know, be, yeah. was supposed to be about. So those are the people we want to talk to. So if you know those people, or you're one of those people and you're listening, then talk to us. We'd love to have conversations with you. So um, so yeah, we had a great feedback from that Martin Goldsmith interview we did. So um, let's let's have some more like that, shall we? Yeah, cool. Sounds yeah. good. Cool, brilliant. All right. Well, All right. thanks. Thanks very much for joining us, Andy, and uh, That's right. taking time. I hope you can. I hope you can get back to sleep after this. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, well, I'm so excited now. I'm, you know, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm having such a good time. So I don't yeah. know. I might sit up and watch some. I don't know whatever I might find to watch. Watch YouTube probably. Um, can I recommend you anything on Netflix? You watch you on Netflix. Very good. Okay, that's okay. what I'd recommend. Y O right. U, not Y U U, the wrestler. No, not the wrestler. You, the person. Y O U U. No. Very oh, okay. good. I've Watch seen that on Netflix. The trailer for it on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, I'm nearly. Right. I, my, my big, my my more exciting news 
or even more exciting news is I'm nearly at 2,000 followers now. So wow. obviously because because of, of being on New Japan World, I think I picked the, up about 50 followers in two days. Yeah, well done. yeah. So so but if you haven't yet followed me, follow me on Twitter at Boy Simmons B O Y S I O M. Was it again? You definitely spelled. Oh, that's how tired I am. B O Y S I M M O N Z. Boy Simmons. Okay. Oh, and also I'm doing very well at Instagram. B O Y S I M M O N Z one nine eight four five. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, and you can follow me at a Quilden a Q U I L D A N. Okay, that's what that's what we need. So um, so cool. talk to me, talk to me, yeah. add me, follow me. Um, you're 60, 69 off of 2000, you are. I can see oh, here. Yeah. And uh, um, so probably if you Is get it? a scandal. Oh, maybe I've lost yeah. a few. I don't know. <laughs> if you get a scandal, yeah. you're going to hit it. Because that's how I got over my 2000 mark. There was when there was yeah. that, that scandal. And uh, everyone was following me to get the dirt. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I wouldn't so, yeah. get anything here. So, yeah, I'm a regular yeah, no. tweeter, regular, regular Instagrammer. So. And I don't tweet enough, but when I do, it's good. All right. So thanks everyone for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. Yeah. Okay. Now I've got to try and stop this and hopefully keep recording. All right. Goodbye.